What was the score? Does anybody even know? Like, I'm supposed to know the score. I usually say it right after the little intro. I don't even need to know the score to do this anymore. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. Bright and early, he says with a happy tone, as if this is going to be a bright episode. It's not. It's not. It's it's dispiriting. It's demoralizing to follow this team at the top level. That's what it's become. I don't think it's as much about wins and losses as it is the nature of how they're happening. This Pirates team is embarrassing. The one last year, through 101 losses, wasn't. And I said that at the time, and I kept getting all this, oh, you homer, you're da-da-da-da, whatever else. And it's like, did you not see that they were one of the better defensive teams by at least one metric, the best defensive team in the majors? In 2021, they didn't humiliate you out there. They had a couple of guys who were all-stars, started in the all-star game. They had a whole bunch of really big, dramatic comeback wins, especially early on. They didn't embarrass you. They didn't embarrass you as someone who's following the team. They didn't make you feel like a fool for doing so. This team is doing that. And yeah, I know the records are the same. But the rest of this isn't. They've now got a minus 72 run differential that's the very worst in the majors. And anybody who knows anything about run differential knows that it is a great and the most accurate predictor of where your record is going to go. So even though you see the Pirates sitting there right now kind of okay at 15 and 21, rest assured, the 10-game or 12-game losing streak that's going to serve as the correction here, is on the way. That's how bad this is. When you're getting blown out every other night, and the Pirates have already had almost double digits of losses by five or more runs, you're way worse than your record. And of course, within that, within any team achievements or lack thereof, there are individuals. The only guy that I wouldn't pick on in this particular episode is JT Brubaker, who I thought had some of the best stuff he's had in his life. That game last night in Wrigley, by the way, the score was, in fact, seven to nothing, or so I am told. JT struck out nine, uh, was overwhelming at times with his off speed stuff, and had absolutely nothing go right behind him. Dropped pop ups. Uh, Michael Chavis not seeing that a guy was trying to take second when all of his teammates are yelling his way. Yoshi Tsutsugo at first base. Uh, You get it, okay? That fourth inning was the kind of stuff where if you're in the stadium, you can audibly hear the fans of the other team, the home team, laughing at you, laughing at your team. And that's where this is gone. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter. The Reds and the Cubs are both beneath them, at least for now, in the standings. They won't stay that way. And they do this to the Pirates. And all along, all through this, everything's just okay. No one gets upset. 
No one has any reaction to this because it was predetermined before this year that 2022 didn't matter, even in terms of basic rudimentary progress. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Apologies in advance to anyone who pressed play on this, thinking that maybe you'd get some kind of cogent, (laughs) specific analysis of everything that went wrong last night. I don't believe that this team, the way it's performing right now, deserves that. I don't believe that this on-field coaching staff, including Derek Shelton, and this front office, including Charrington, deserve that right now. They're terrible, and they're not doing anything about it. Every single day you see Josh Van Meter go out to second base, you can rest assured that they themselves couldn't care less about the outcome or the performance to come in the game that night. I can't put it any more starkly than that. There is nothing to be had from Van Meter. There's nothing to be had from Tsutsugo. There's nothing to be had from most of these guys that are on this field, which means that A, you didn't bother to get decent players. B, you've done nothing, almost nothing, to make the players that you do have better, including your ones that have actual talent. And finally, and this is the big one for me, it's been the big one all along, you don't see any value whatsoever in getting better this year. You, meaning the management and everyone involved with it, and of course that goes up to the owner, never saw how a 2022 in which the team palpably improved was going to be beneficial in the longer term. Nope. Everything is just about stalling. Everything is about filling holes. Catcher goes down, find somebody else's crappy waved catcher. No one at all to play around Brian Reynolds in the outfield. Whatever. Big deal. We'll put Ben Gamble on one side and just cross our fingers on the other. That's what you're dealing with at the Pittsburgh level. There is no way. If I, if I was talking right now to Charrington and he was wearing uh, like some, you know, those lie detector things all over his face, you know, those modules or whatever, and you have the little buzzer set up next to him. And if he told me that he was trying to do anything at all to improve this team at the Pittsburgh level in 2022, He'd be buzzing all over the place. And that makes its way to the field, specifically through the field manager, who's watching that fourth inning from the dugout, showing no visible reaction. And this is all he had to say on it afterward. Yeah, we didn't play good defense. I mean, I thought Bruce threw the ball well. I thought he made two bad pitches the whole night, the pitch to Saya and, and the pitch to VR. But other than that, I threw the ball really well, and we just didn't help him out. I mean, we have to play better defense. I have no idea how you do it. 
I, I have no idea. I'm grateful that you come here and you listen to this. I have no idea why you do. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Jeremy Morrison, who says, DK, why is it that the Pirates seem so determined to play players at different positions every night? Players don't look comfortable. I swear, other than Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, and the catchers, it's a free-for-all out there. Looks like Little League tryouts. Well, yeah, Jeremy, and I'm sure that's why you send the question when you do. Because you're looking also at a bunch of, you know, versatility guys, utility guys. Why does this matter to anyone, least of all, at this stage of the franchise's maturation or build or rebuild or whatever you want to call it? Nothing could be less relevant to this team right now than how many positions a bad player can play. If you can hit and you're a little bit older, you're not necessarily of prospect age, and you can hit, and I mean really hit, like whatever Yoshi did last September, then you start worrying about where can that individual play and maybe we can try him here or there. But this idea that versatility is still valued, and you don't have to wonder about it. They, the two of them, Shelton and Charrington speak about it openly and proudly is so bizarre that I'm uncomfortable even coming up with adjectives for it. It just doesn't matter. If it ever mattered, meaning in those days when you would have pinch hitters for your pitcher and double switches and things like that before the universal DH, it sure doesn't now. But they're still into it. They're still into showing everybody that Diego Castillo can play over here. Oh, guess what? He also can play over there. And look at Rodolfo Castro over here. He can't play any defense at this position, but we're going to put him there because we love versatility. We want to show everybody that we can be versatile, that our guys can. I, I don't, I just, I don't get it. My question back, my J1Q, not just for you, Jeremy, but for everyone is why do you listen to this show? Stop listening to this show, for God's sake. Turn it off. Never hit play again. You could be doing something more meaningful with your life, like going for a walk with your child or your dog. But no, you put on this show. I have no idea why. It has to stop, but it won't. So I'll be back here tomorrow. And you know what? You're... If you're in such a sad state, you will be too. Just admit it. 